welcome to episode 20 of Bad Friends Worst Critics, where I, Noah Davis, joined by Wayne Wilman and John Pina, talk about movies, TV, music, and whatever else we want to talk about during the week. Let's get to news. It's a pretty slow week. News kind of isn't really relevant, but we're here to stay, so, you know, <laughs> we're going to move on with it. First bit of news is Amazon has announced a Helsing live-action show. Not sure if you two know about Helsing. It's just an anime about a vampire who kills Nazis. Um, live-action has me worried because that it's going to be super cheesy or campy. I feel like there's no way to get that um, mood or atmosphere right without going too overboard. But uh, it's supposed to be uh, made by one of the writers of the John Wicks. Oh, so definitely campy oh yeah it's gonna be bad uh i'm gonna watch it though uh thanks to your amazon but (laughs) (laughs) uh we'll see that next year okay i don't know if you guys are familiar with party down it's a stars show Mm -hmm. with um what's his face ben from parks and rec adam scott okay Uh, yeah it's returning for a six-part limited series this year now whether that's just a one time thing i guess limited series does imply that Uh, i've heard it's funny i've never actually sat down to watch it i I think it's a pretty short show that got canceled pretty early way back when but yeah coming out this year what is it Uh, about do you know what it's like i don't even know it's about about. either about servers or caterers uh from the pictures okay interesting uh i'm not sure if we have a synopsis party down Yeah, American sitcom, blah, blah, blah. Uh, aspiring Hollywood actors and writers. Uh, uh, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think they're catering events. And it's a comedy based around that. Okay, I'll pass. Okay, uh, Sigourney yeah. Weaver has... It's a series left. of caterers in L.A. that hope to make it into Hollywood. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I, I think Hunter has watched it. He recommended it to me one time. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's the only person I know who's seen it. Mm. Okay, well, I think we talked about Galaxy Quest last week, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, turns we out Sigourney brought it up for Weaver, some reason. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver has confirmed they're working on a new one. I guess, even without Alan Rickman. Um, I'm not right. sure how pivotal he was to the plot. Not super, but he was a good character. Oh, we're getting a new one. I assume everybody's going to be returning. Everybody's old as shit. I don't know how old Tim Allen is now. A hundred. Thousand. A hundred thousand years old. He doesn't die. He's uh, 67. <laughs> he just gets more powerful. 67, wow. Yeah, okay. Really puts it into perspective. Uh, I'm sure they all fit in the suits again. Yeah. I, I've been meaning to watch that. Maybe, it's worth uh, watching. Well, maybe they'll be my pick next week. <clears throat> What's it on? Galaxy Quest? I have no idea. You never know. Who knows? Netflix? I don't know. No idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know when that's coming, but she has confirmed it's in the making. Uh, we talked about Disney Plus sub count a month or two ago when they had hit 80 million. Well, apparently Disney Plus has hit 100 million people. Oh. That is uh, in a year and six months. They were the ones that had, like, the four-year plan, right? Where it was, like, in four years, we want to hit, like, this, and it was, yeah. like, six months in, and it was, like, oh, okay, well. 
Yeah, they already blew it out of the water. Yeah. But now they're blowing that one out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred million subscribers. I mean... Third of America has Disney Plus. (laughs) Well, I think it's in... Of course, it's worldwide. I'm just saying that's the scope. The thing is, I don't think it's like completely worldwide. I think it's just maybe Europe and something in some other region. Um, but yeah, 100 million is ridiculous, especially since the program's not even two years old. So, I mean, I guess it's working out for them. You know, they put a lot of money into it. WandaVision and Mandalorian. Who knew Star Wars and Marvel made money? Like, mm. I don't know who knew that never, one. It's never going to stop either. <laughs> We're going to be stop. old men. Disney Plus is going to put out their 100th Star Wars show. I might talk a little bit about WandaVision, but like, did you? So did you finish it? Mm-hmm. And it's just like after finishing WandaVision, it was like there are like three different like plot points. Basically, like like three more series or movies could be like introduced after WandaVision. It's like yeah. goddamn, dude! Like nine episodes of a show, and you can just like do. Like, Yep, God, they can just do whatever they just want. Just this big ass spider web of just shit. On the spider verse. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Elizabeth Banks is set to. Wait, wait, wait. So, Disney yeah. Plus, U.S., Canada, Netherlands, uh, Austria, Germany, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, France, India, Belgium, Denmark, Iceland, Finland, Norway, Portugal, Sweden, United Kingdom, Ireland, Isle of Man, Monaco, uh, French West Indies, uh, French Guiana. Japan, Indonesia, Latin America. Okay, so they've rolled out. Okay, so they have rolled out for the most part. But but but, but it's going to go to South Korea, Hong Kong, Singapore, late 2021. So, gotcha. yeah, it's going to be all over the fucking map. Yeah, I mean, 100 million, that's, that, that's a and, very big country. <laughs> and no cap, I think by the time they get to, like, Hong Kong and South Korea, 200 million doesn't even seem that far away. No way. No. Yeah. It's not even two years old, so I'd say... And within three years, they'll have 200 million. Easy. That's the climb. Three years? No, I'm saying like within three years of launch. So I guess a year and a half from now. Oh, yeah. I was just, I think by the end of this year, I can see 200 million. 200 million? million? I mean, hey, that's definitely possible. Especially if they put out all the Star Wars shows and all the Marvel shows they're actually saying they're going to Not even that. Not even that. Third stimmy check. Done. (laughs) People are just going to. Okay. All right. Well, uh,. Elizabeth Banks is set to direct a movie for Universal called Cocaine Bear. And you're wondering what Cocaine Bear is about? Well, apparently... It's a bear that is addicted to cocaine. Oh, okay. You're sort of close. Uh, Apparently, it's loosely based off a true story where a drug runner dropped a huge uh, stockpile of cocaine in a forest and a bear did all of it and then subsequently died later. This movie is somehow going to be a character-driven drama, <laughs> so uh, or a character-driven story. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. So like that's, know. that's it. Know. Like the bear just did all the cocaine and then died. Like he didn't like yeah, go on like, some crazy like bear killing spree or something. Or, like... He might have, but it wasn't. It anything. took place in Kentucky, nineteen eighty-five. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, we're the best. Yeah, we are. <laughs> represent. Cocaine Bear represent. Yeah. yeah I mean, is okay. that it? John, does it say, like, did the bear do anything? Did or he do just, anything? He just got really high and then died. 
<laughs> That's says, how we all want to go. Uh, the bear in question happened to chance upon 40 containers of cocaine <laughs> and died of an overdose. And there's a lovely... <laughs> There's a lovely image that's accompanying with that. <laughs> Is it the bear? Yeah, not <laughs> the real bear, obviously. Oh, okay. oh, that was, they stuffed him. They stuffed him? Like, legitimately. Yeah, they legitimately stuffed him, and it was like a tourist attraction. So that might be the real bear, oh. whatever you're looking at. We should go visit. I don't know if it's still up, you know? <laughs> it could be, um... Yeah, I think they had a clever name for the stuffed amusement or whatever attraction. I can't think of it right now. It's kind of like but... a Madame Tussauds, but for crazy for <laughs> animal <bear>. drug-related stories. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a name for it. Uh... All right, we'll figure that out. Steven Spielberg has announced that he is making a movie based on his own childhood. Um, Super He's not... Yeah, there's not much else to say about it. I just think that's kind of weird. Is he just getting to that old age where he's got to revisit his life and make movies based off that? Um, I don't know. I just doubt younger Steven Spielberg would ever think of making a movie like this. But who knows? It's coming out next year. I think 2022 is what it said. And then HBO Max... You know, they've been producing pretty much anything and everything they can get their hands on has announced they are producing an animated adaptation of a uh, of Slam, which is a comic book series based off roller derby, mm. which is pretty niche, I'd say. Pretty <laughs> niche. <laughs> Got What's animated, that roller derby, roller derby movie that a lot of people like? It's not Whiplash, <laughs> but isn't it something like that? Um, Hold on. Whip it, maybe? Whip it? Yeah. It's like Drew Barrymore or somebody. Yeah, I, whip it. Whip it. It's yeah, comedy. It. So, yeah. I and just it is think Drew it, Barrymore. And, uh... Um, Damn. Yeah. No on it. Is Juno and <laughs> Elliot Page in it, or is that another man? Yeah, it's Elliot Page. Gotcha. Yeah, um, look forward to that this year, I think. Kristen Wiig, what the fuck is this movie? Kristen Wiig, what year did that come out? 2009. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess that match adds up. Jimmy okay, Fallon. Um... I might, guys, I might have to change my pick. To what? Cocaine Bear? No, to Whip It. Oh, okay. Oh, the movie. Got and and the, best, the best Wilson brother, Andrew Wilson. Okay. Is that a Wilson brother? Yeah, it's not just Owen and Luke, bro. You can't leave out Andrew. <laughs> what, else, what else is Andrew Wilson in? Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't know there was a film brother. Just terrible I, I movies. Davis, Andrew Wilson. Are you sure it's his brother? Yeah, it says he's the older brother of actors <laughs> Owen and Luke Wilson. Who is this guy? He's in a lot of great hit films like Hall Pass and Zoolander. Probably just as extras. He's in Idiocracy. Never even heard of that movie. Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like that's a uh, that's pretty good. It's probably aging better now. Like as the years go on, it probably ages even better than when it came out. Uh, it's about a guy who basically time travels into the future, or he gets like cryogenically frozen, and everybody's just a complete dumbass, and they water their plants with Gatorade. 
it's it's it, it probably i'm telling you it I'm probably sorry. ages I'm so yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can realistically see it happen mm. honestly i mean give it 100 years yeah okay uh josh holloway who you might know uh played sawyer in lost is reteaming with jj abrams who produced lost um for a new hbo max show called duster it's gonna be a 70s mob show and josh holloway is going to play a seven or a getaway driver um this is a part of jj abrams hbo max deal since he's got i think five or six projects mm, super eight super eight super nine <laughs> super eight two yeah the kids are all coming back they're all like 30 now you know oh, they god it's like it's like it too it's like it too but super eight just as boring just as bad they come back with like polaroid cameras and do a stop action uh claymation film there you do there you go no it's a it's a mockumentary about making the movie yeah there you go <laughs> gotta call up jj got an idea for him I got a sick idea for you, bro. <laughs> okay, I know uh, how much of a fan you guys are of the Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're getting a sequel show based around mm -hmm. the character Robert Langdon, who Tom Hanks portrayed. Yep, yep. It's going to be called character. Langdon. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be called Langdon. <laughs> yep. It's been picked up by Peacock, and we'll see that later this year. Um, Peacock making all the moves. Okay. <laughs> Peacock making all the moves. Well, apparently they put out a financial report or something, earnings call, and said Peacock lost $900 million last year. Uh, it was expected. They said it was expected because they're just putting it. Apparently, they're not planning to turn a profit. It cost $900 million to open a streaming oh. platform. And then name it Peacock. Like, you, you, you spent $900 million. Peacock. Um <laughs> But apparently they're not planning to turn a profit for four years. So, That's a margin um, I can believe. <laughs> yeah. That's a four-year fucking window of time for a That's goal a that I goal can believe. The, yes. I would love to know their subscriber count and everything. I, mean, I would love if they published it like Disney. They're all proud of their numbers, but I just, I guess they aren't. Since Said it way too would. many times since the inception of this thing. There's just too many streaming platforms, and they are way yeah. too much money. Yeah. Bundle them together like regular TV, <laughs> and give me TV without ads, and I'll be okay. Cable bundle. Here we come. We're back. Yeah. You can you can get a box thing, you know? It, it like, plugs into your TV. It's got all the You can bundle it with a home phone. There you go. And yeah, your yeah, internet. Yeah. You install, like, a satellite or something. You know, you yeah. get it. Talk to aliens with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I know we all love to see a new musical biopic announced. Um, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's why we're all excited for the new Bee Gees biopic, mm, which is going to be. That could actually be pretty pog. Yeah, because I don't know okay. a lot about the Bee Gees. Uh, Me neither. It's going to be directed by Kenneth Branagh, who directed Murder on the Orient Express, uh, did a lot of Shakespearean things. You've seen him in movies. You just might not know. He's in Dunkirk. Uh, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, he's in Harry Potter 2, actually. He's that the one professor. Oh, the, the guy one. who takes it. I don't you know. know. You know. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Okay, and our last piece of news. We're already there. Um, 
the Spider-Verse team, or the animation team behind Spider-Verse, has announced they are making a new movie titled K-Pop Demon Hunters. It's pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Uh, the synopsis said it was about a group of K-pop stars who have to balance their awesome lives as pop stars and their whatever life as killing demons. Pass. So I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Okay. If it uses you know Spider versus animation style or anything like that, it'd be pretty cool. Um, the soundtrack probably I'm probably not gonna love, but. It might be cool. It might like, be worth well, a watch. If you watch it and you like it, maybe I'll check it out. But it sounds yeah. kind of bad. Uh, they didn't put out a release date, just put out a screenshot. And I'm pretty sure that's our last piece of news. Thank God. Well, that's not too complete. You asked about music stuff. Uh, so I'll just briefly mention, since we never do it, but the Group Love album is called This Is This. Releases mm. tomorrow. Uh, we have the Nick Jonas Spaceman album, which, after like reading a little bit about it since I only just found out about it like, what, 15, 20 minutes ago? ago? I don't know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Joe Bros guy through and through and Nick's kind of the one I like, so uh, I'm going to give it a listen. I'll listen to it. But... Yeah, I think Kevin's a fucking loser and Joe <laughs> well, Kevin's is... Kevin's a loser, obviously. Joe's okay, but he comes, a, he comes across like a little bitch. Like, he's just mad that Nick's better than him is how it feels. Totally, yeah, totally. That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> uh, and then you got the Rob Zombie album, and I just hate the name of it, so I wanted to read it. Mm. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Mm. Okay. And it almost reads like that's a real conspiracy that he's read about online from his Facebook, mm. because he's definitely like a, you know, Facebook is that a acronym for something? I, I mean... L-I-K-A-E-C? Oh. oh. Yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is the same guy who has albums called El Super Bisto. I mean, just you, you can't really look for much in that. Um, I'm not excited for a new Rob Zombie album. Because I bet you no, it'll sound not. exactly the same as it has for the last kinda, 30 years. I kind of just get offended hearing that he still makes music. Because we know he's he? making bang. We know he's making money off every single piece of music he releases. Yeah. Uh, he's too old. That is the answer. 56, and he looks like 75. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Him and J.J. Abrams are the same age. <laughs> really bad. 56. Jesus. Uh, and then the last one. The last one uh, that was even worth mentioning that I could find was the uh, Selena Gomez first uh, full Spanish EP, uh, Revolucion, or something like that. Revelacion, sorry, excuse me. Not mm. Revolution. Revelation. Oh. Uh, Do you know if it's going to be like just pop music in Spanish, or is I, it going to be like... I think it's... Like... It's an Interscope record with a big pop artist on the name. I think it's just... Spanish pop, like I don't, I don't think it's gonna sound like generic Selena American pop Gomez music with Spanish. Album? I think it's gonna sound like a Spanish pop album. Okay, That'd it's gonna cool. sound like fucking. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what's his goddamn name? Duble <laughs> you? What the fuck is his name? Buble. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't Michael know who Buble. you're talking about. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds mm -hmm. like international Spanish pop star. 
<laughs> no, it's like it's like a duo. These two dudes, they do like uh, reggaeton and a little bit of like Spanish rap shit. And one of their names, uh, let me see, Spanish reggaeton. You're not gonna find it. Yeah, I will. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Wyson and Yendel, and Wyson always introduces himself as W because W. Okay, oh. that's cool. <laughs> Funny. The more you know, I'm glad I learned. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah but sure. like, but like, yeah, it, it'll probably sound like you know them or Don Omar, just like classic pop music with like Spanish words. Pop over. music. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Yankee maybe, but no, let's like rap it. I don't know. I'll check it out. You're racist. I'm gonna make a blanket <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, cancel Noah. <laughs> I'm sorry, all you international pop artists. Yeah, <laughs> all you international pop artists listening. <laughs> yeah, better listening to this. That's yeah. Funny. Okay. All right, well, that's that's it. it. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll start with what I did. Uh, okay. watched a little bit. Listen to Selfish. a decent amount. Um, all right, John. Why don't you just go first? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, no, no. Let's no, hear no, it. No, no, let's no. hear it. Come on, John. I am the king of this part of the podcast, right, right. and I choose you to go first. Alright, I'm Lane Wellman, and uh, I listen to A Day to Remember, oh, uh, no, 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 Kings wait, of Leon. Stop, 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 stop. No, 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 <laughs> spoiling it, stop. <laughs> stop. Uh, okay, fine, I'll, I'll say. I listen to a lot of fucking shit. Um, listen to that entire Julian Baker uh, mm. Little Oblivions thing. Yeah. I, I actually liked it a fair bit. It was pretty pretty good, I would recommend it. Um, I don't know how I much think, I'll go... I forgot to listen to it this week, I knew I was forgetting yeah, something. I don't know how much I'll go back to... <laughs> the entirety of it but um there were a few songs worth listening to off the top I, the heat wave mm. uh ringside and i think repeat were the three but those are just the ones i have liked and i think i liked more than three of them i'll have to just listen to it again i kind of listened to it like intermittently um the favorite thing i think i probably listened to as a whole was that goddamn elang elang thing mm. <laughs> fkj yeah. That was yeah. just insane. Right. That was so so good. Um, and yeah, the Elang Elang song on that EP was right. the best. It was so good. Right. And like, fucking misunpronounceable. Uh, I I didn't hear it at all, so I don't know why she's featured on the song. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I I think there's a very subtle uh sample of her voice. It's like three fourths through the song, and I think it's just a ah kind of sound. It's nothing crazy. But that's the only way, unless she's playing the piano or something. She might be playing the piano. Like I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, man, that that song's so good, so good. Any of you listen to that Scary Hours two Drake uh, EP oh, thing? Oh no, I forgot about it. I totally didn't even know that happened. Yeah, I forgot. Cringe. Well, I'll just do it. Uh, maybe we'll wait to talk about it because it's it's worth talking about. It's it's Drake. So first and foremost, come out last week? Like, is it... uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Um, three songs. Really? It's uh, "What's Next" by himself. Then there's one with Lil Baby called "Wants and Needs," and then there's one with Rick Ross called "Lemon Pepper Freestyle." Um, Great. They're all pretty good, but it's kind of just like I'm at this point with Drake, uh, and I'll make the comparison to Kendrick because they share the same root problem, but Kendrick fixes it every time and drake never meets that bar where i have like a body of work that i like by that artist and i know that they're incredibly talented and obviously hugely successful individuals but kendrick can put out something and no matter what 
it always bangs at least a part of it. There's always some song or group of songs off the project that I'm just like, this is, you're just disgusting. Like, actually the greatest of all time. And Drake, because it sounds so much different, and he, like, kind of created that whole weird... Uh, you know, like pop rap was kind yeah. of hardly like big carried by Drake's back, you know. Yeah. Uh, rap almost like oh, right, 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 yeah. right. And that, that whole OVO sound that got super popular after you know he started OVO with Bryson mm-hmm. Tiller, and then obviously he brought like Nicki through, and there's Party, Party Next, Next Door, Door. exactly. Yeah, like that whole sound, I love. It's really good music. This is more of that, but the problem is now it's so tired, and he really just <laughs> yeah. doesn't do much with it like it's all good songs Drake doesn't make bad music but it's just boring because i've heard the yeah, song I mean, 20 times 12 12 years after he started doing that style you know it's bound to yeah. get older sometimes. Yeah, yeah well and that's what, so you like you go to take care and you're like oh my god this shit slaps and you go to fucking uh if you're reading this it's too late and you're like oh my god this guy's a fucking legend and yeah. then you go to scary hours too and you're like you didn't need to release these brother but thank you <laughs> thanks for new interesting music i guess but like it, it feels like every summer he's going to come out with like you know a hotline bling or a what was that one uh lauren hill song or he like sampled god's that plan. lauren hill song god's plan works too but that same summer but but yeah like he just always has like one good summer banger that will be insane and these aren't them this is just like the prelude to that i think he's just getting us warmed up remember that he's an artist and he's got to make his you know 100 he's mil this year it. He's gonna give a Scorpio two. Now it has forty songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, yeah and, so he, and he t- he talks about his son on this, uh, just like dropping him off to school and shit. And I'm like, you're already dropping him off at school? How long did you have this? I like I forgot. I'm pretty sure the kid was like two. Yeah, yeah. Right, when he when he announced yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I was like, it just like it feels like it, it was like, like a last scandal year. That came out that he had a kid, and then I think he was like, mm-hmm. "Hey guys, I have a kid." <laughs> yeah. Doesn't um, want to ruin that image. You know? Right. So then I, they, they, Kenny Beats and Denzel thing got remixed, their Unlocked project. Uh, it's like Unlocked mm-hmm. 1.5 now. Uh, basically just a bunch of different producers and then a couple people like hopped on for features. Uh, there's Can one, it's, it uh, mm, most of it's not better. On the whole, oh. I would say most of it's not Ooh. better. Um, but there are, like, each song is different. Like, it was definitely remixes. They weren't just like, and it, you might like, like, yeah, like, it just doesn't sound like an album anymore to me. It just sounds like here's, you know, whatever it is, ten or eight new songs, compilation in the same flavor, yeah. Uh, and so like there's a Robert Glasper version of the So Incredible and it has a Smino bar on it, like a like one quick Smino verse, and it's pretty good. It's definitely a different song, but it's I like it. Um, Alchemist did a remix of Cosmic. Um, I forget who features on that one. Joey Badass features on that one, and it's also fun. The rest of them are kind of just remixes I didn't care about, but y'all might take a liking to them. I don't think the whole thing's worth listening to, but there's a couple that are worth it. Um, then there's the Bruno Mars, uh, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack one. Uh, the yep. two songs. Uh, fucking Silk Sonic things. Mm-hmm. I think one's just called yep. the intro, and then the others the leave the door open. Yep. Uh, you all listen to those, right? Both yep. or just the one? Both. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the intro, it's whatever. I was fine with intro it. I didn't really think anything yeah. of it. Yeah, I was like, I get it. You know, you gotta you gotta have a warming up to this idea that you two were going together. And at first, too, I thought that their voices were gonna sound really similar. I thought I was like not gonna be able. I mean, not similar. Like, pack sounds like pack, but 
the way that they sing just not dis would like distinct not yeah yeah would, yeah would not be symbiotic and would just sound like like they would, it wouldn't harmonize well basically uh and the leave the door, door leave the door open changed that i listened to that and i went this is a fucking really good song i loved it so it's hilarious that no one hated it yeah i'm gonna be on the other side of this because i just thought it was like two separate songs and I couldn't enjoy one part because the next part would start, and then it'd be like, oh, if this was an Anderson Pack song, maybe I'd enjoy it, or if this was a Bruno Mars song, but both of them together is just... It's like my problem with too many rappers on a beat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it feels exactly like that, because they each have two separate sets of their own thing, like, and then they switch off. So it's like, yeah. I think it's like Pack first, Mars, <clears throat> Pack, Mars. I think that'll probably be the problem with the album, is that like they know yep. who they People are more of one it was, right. i just think they know who they are and it's like all right now anderson pack's gonna go real hard here and then bruno mars is gonna like match that energy and go real hard here and instead of like collectively yep. coming together and making something like unique where it's like hey we don't have to go so hard on every single song like one can just be a little bit of you with like a little bit of you know more of me or whatever yeah i think i see what you're saying i loved it though um it was like exactly what I expected it to be, and still was really like what I expected. Yeah, it was like exactly <laughs> what I expected. Like, like I was like, this is gonna be like a really good, you know, like pop R and B whatever song, and it was. But it was like my expectations were like uh, just blown out of the water. At the same time, I don't know. I mean, it, it was like, yeah. Yeah, I really like the beat. Like, I love everything about it. But then putting it all together, I'm never gonna listen to that song until i listen to the album okay yeah that, well that and that's how i was right when i listened to the song and then for whatever reason my youtube recommended it because uh, again i watch like a bunch of artist interviews and things and zane Lowe has his like apple music uh radio show um and he just interviews a bunch of people to obviously promote their albums uh and he interviewed both them uh beverly hills hotel and it's, i thought it was a pretty good interview but um they basically make the point that lane just made of like in the studio when they first went in it was basically them trying to like outdo each other until they could get a rhythm going and then he's like and so like leave the door open was like the you know not i don't think they said the best version of that but it was like the first time they hit what they felt like was a good mix of their sound so i think if you don't like leave the door open you're going to think this album is crap because this is like that first song that they really got into the rhythm with each other so Maybe it got better over time because they have. I don't know how long it is, but I can imagine it's between eight and twelve tracks. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I assume this album will have songs I like, but this mm -hmm. is just—it was almost too much of a balance between the two. Mm -hmm. if that makes I sense. Saying, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, so <clears throat> listening to that just made me even more excited for the album, just because I already liked the song. It's the, you know, first listen, and then I've gone back to it a couple of times. I'm like. I really like this song. I just like the hook a lot. I, I like Bruno Mars singing. I don't care. It's just good. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't I getting shit on for saying that I like Bruno Mars the other like last week? No, no. I no, just said I don't. I don't like listen Bruno to Bruno Mars, Mars over Anderson Pack. Oh, okay. Oh, there's right, a difference that. between liking Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure uh, what else did I listen to? Uh, there were a couple. I don't know how this got started, but like in Kenny Beats' circle. This song started just being talked up. It's by, I don't even know his fucking name, Don Tolliver? Don Talvi, Tolliver? I don't, I don't know if it's like a play on some kind of 
uh, what's the word, like, high fashion thing, or if that's just actually his name, but he's a rapper, uh, and he had this song called Back End, and Kenny basically tweeted something like, wow, this is, like, one of the best songs of all time, or something, <laughs> just, like, something ridiculous and over-exaggerating, and then everyone was like, oh my god, this song's so good, da, da, da. and Hunter ended up sending it to me, and I was like, bro, I saw the tweet too, okay. <laughs> That's what's uh, familiar. Yeah, and so, I was, I was like, it's fine, um, and then besides that, uh, I had a bunch of songs I meant to listen to and put on my little playlist, but didn't get around to listen to. So, uh, do you want to talk about That's the chance? You listen to the, the chance thing, right? Oh, right, right. It's not on my thing. It's on YouTube. <clears throat> uh, what was it even called? I can't remember what it was called. My heart and my tongue, or something like that. Mind and heart. The, the, the heart, <laughs> the heart and the tongue. That's right. Um, oh, okay. I really liked it, uh, just for the sake of it was a change of pace in a good step backwards yep he's been taking too many steps forward and he's lost himself and this was like oh right i have a really interesting cadence and my ability to rhyme random words with each other sounds really nice and he's going back to that and like actual wordplay as opposed to rapping about his wife and trying to be a complex storyteller which he's never been yeah uh and the beat was cool and the music video was fine so i was i was happy with it I thought it was just totally fine. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll always hate on, you know, uh, artists trying something different and failing at it, like he did, and you know, other. Let's say Kid Cudi, uh, you know, his Speed and Bullet, all that stuff. Machine Gun Kelly. But I always hate them retreating even more. <laughs> right, right. Sense? He's like, okay, that didn't work. Let me go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you hate it's like that? Why do you hate that? I, I, it's like that new Kid Cudi album. Um, it just it was too much like his old stuff. It seemed like oh you know my evolution failed, so I might as well just go back. Right. Sorry, yeah, guys. like uh, oh, twenty eleven <laughs> me would have loved this, but I grew up and now you're growing down. <laughs> yeah, like the song is totally fine and the wordplay is cool. I just don't care. Like it's I'll listen to acid rap still. You know, it's not gonna exactly. He doesn't well, have to do this. Is all. That's what I mean. If, if this album that he's probably been working on and will probably drop soon, because I can imagine that this is a single to that, um, if it even remotely sounds like acid rap, I'll probably be happy with it. But I won't listen to it more than acid rap. Like, even if it's really good, there's just no way. Because he's going to try to recreate something he already perfected. You know, how often... Yeah. I, can't, I can't name a time that an artist has ever done that. Most artists just take genuine step forward but don't ever like lose the core of who they are and he definitely did like he got lost in the weird jesus kanye sauce just like so far down that rabbit hole that he was no longer chance he was this hybrid thing also uh this is just a really weird off the top like off note well it's it's about the song uh it's kind of weird he has a bar in there that's vilifying pontius Pilate, but (laughs) there's a line in that song it was just weird and he vilifies God. <laughs> like that's the only guy who said no nah, i don't want to do this right i mean well but then he ultimately gave the okay right yeah but you know he did he washed his hands of it like that's literally him that's the guy but it was just a small thing that's that's it nothing <laughs> nothing really um yeah it was, i mean the song was good you know i'm not gonna say it was a bad song at all just never gonna listen to it again probably I'm excited if if he keeps dropping singles or the album sounds anything like this. I'm excited for it. So, but 
Is that, uh, is that, is that it? That's it. That's it for me. You didn't watch anything? For... Yeah, wait. You just did music. What did I watch? <laughs> yeah, well, because I listened to so much music this week. Mm. Um, I really... I might not have watched much. I really think I just played a bunch of video games all day. I think I've watched a little bit of... I finished Chopped, actually. I finished it. You finished it, wow. All how the, how the story arc? Well, the, the, well, there's like... There's no more... Epi- like, I'm, like, I'm alive on what's currently still being shot. Mm-hmm. So, it was good. It's fine. There was a lot Ooh. of competitions in the newest season. There's like, there's only like four episodes a season, and it's just like, hot dog themed, and whatever else, like, bacon themed, and cookie themed, and you're like, kind of getting lazy, dude. The whole thing yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, how many times four hodgepodge gonna, ingredients. How many times is it going to do, like, bacon theme, and then, I don't know. I feel like I've watched it just, two... it just feels lazy. Yeah. Like, that show has such a... There's so many foods on planet Earth. And you can use processed foods. They've notoriously used processed foods, and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with some stale-ass Cheez-Its? You know? And then we're like, oh, I'll make a breadcrumb out of it. Oh, okay. But, like, you can literally use any food on Earth, and they're like, let's do the same basket <laughs> ingredient for three rounds. And you're like, that's so fucking... So, I don't know. It kind of pissed me off towards you the end. But... so much of a budget, John. You don't understand. Okay. Right. <laughs> that show made the Food Network all its money. Pretty much. I mean, I would say, well, I'd say the last 10 years or so, probably. But yeah, that's, I think, I don't think I watch anything else. If I, if something rings a bell, I'll let you know, but I really don't think I watch anything. Okay. Well, I'll go next. Ooh. Oh, nope. I, I, go ahead. it's not a real TV show, <laughs> but I did watch, hurt. I did watch all of Just a Dash. I finally finished it all finished out. It. The, uh, all of the Maddie Madison. It's a good look. It's funny. It's fun. so good. Highly recommend. So good. No, please watch it so we can talk about it next week. Uh, someday, you know, you can talk about it right now. Nah, I mean, John and I have talked about it. I think a few times over the week already. Um, yeah, so I'll go. Uh, so I'll start with what I watched, and it was literally just Wandavision. Chopped, you know, every probably once a day, but Wandavision I binged. Um, it was good. I liked it honestly yeah. i thought yeah. that like the um, the it got a little less cool for me when it was like the actual plot of the marvel. show yeah when it started turning <laughs> into marvel. but i love marvel yeah. so, so i was like not really expecting that but like they i thought they did a really good job of every episode was like paying homage to like you know an old tv show or whatever like so there was you know, the one that I, the only one that I watched of what they did was like the Modern Family. You know, I've watched a lot of Modern Family and I didn't, I didn't watch like Malcolm in the Middle and that was like one of the episodes. Um, right. But I thought they did, like I know how the style of those shows and I thought they did like a really, really good job of kind of staying true to that. And then also like, I don't know, it was really cool when it would like flip between that and then actually go into the Marvel shit. You know, like even like the cameras, like the cinematic thing would happen. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I enjoy the style and how they did it all. I just, I don't know. Once it started being Marvel, yeah, it, it stopped being different. I hated and how it, they did. Um, there were a couple well, of things that I hated about it. Um, I hated how they did. What is it? Quicksilver? How they did him? I didn't understand why. I, it's yeah, totally, so I'm I'm totally fine. Like, it's okay that that wasn't what it was but why did you do that yeah so it's so john are you gonna watch it at all or mm-hmm. okay i was gonna watch it this week but didn't well i, <laughs> <laughs> I guess much? we can we can save the bulk of the conversation for next week then um 
But yeah, there's maybe. like a, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, so I hated that. Next and then, week we'll have the real conversation. So if you haven't watched it by then, and then sorry. I don't. This is like slight spoiler, but I'm not gonna like. I probably won't name a character by name, but um, well, I guess I kind of have to. It's uh, whatever her name is, the captain who goes into Westview like three different times, and then on the third time she just becomes a superhero. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. this is the reason. Like, I I loved Arrow when Arrow first started, and then progressively, like every main character became a superhero in Arrow, and it was right. just like just a fucking TV show. It was still called Arrow, but everyone was a superhero. It was like this is not cool anymore, and it was kind of like similar thing where she, I don't know, she just like had like equal power to like everyone who was like fighting in an episode and it was like uh yeah pass. so so that's gonna that's setting up her role in, in captain, captain marvel, marvel 2. 2 yeah 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 um and so that's another thing yeah it was like so captain marvel 2 setup happened in this and then we already know that wanda is going to be in the next doctor strange doctor movie strange. but then like vision got his memories back and then flew off and so oh, like no oh, shit sorry that's <laughs> what it um so that's gonna happen that's a whole thing with him like Oh, man it's just they're never gonna stop and i love it but i wonder if the vision thing is gonna tie into winter soldier falcon and winter soldier at all i'd be cool because it'd be weird if they just kind of ignore that happening mm-hmm. and i doubt dr strange will talk about it i mean maybe yeah but, um, i'm not sure um yeah i mean it's it's good but I, that first episode comes out next week mm-hmm yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, we, and this is—is is this another limited time series, or is it like they plan I don't on know. keeping this one? Okay, I don't know. Well, I don't know just... any of these because I mean, WandaVision, I think theoretically they could even do a second mm-hmm. season, depending on you know the movies these characters appear in. But I really think it's totally open for a second season. Yeah, yeah, they left everything open definitely by uh, by intent. But so who knows whether. Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier will be limited. Or Loki. Loki might not be limited. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Only Marvel knows. Um, yeah, so that's all I watched. WandaVision was good. I liked it. Um, so I listened to a decent amount of stuff. Um, so I started with uh, a day to remember dropped a new album called You're Welcome. It sucked. It was not good. Oh. Uh, I love a day to remember. Um, I've tried really hard over the years to like stay a fan and every album has just, and I totally respect, I mean, they, what they've been doing is like every album has been a little different where it's like, you know, back in, you know, 2009, it was really punk heavy. And then it was like, all right, the next album is going to have a little more like metal influence. And then next album after that is a lot more. And then they just kind of kept going with that. I felt like this album felt like a, like post hardcore band doing a, pop album and i can't help but think that like they listened to mgk do his version of it and they were like we could do that um and it was really bad <laughs> there, there are a couple of songs to... on it. there there are a couple of songs that are actually pretty good like i will listen to again but like the majority of the album is just like these guys like it's it's almost like when you know like your dad like tries to start saying like twitch lingo or something and you're like dude you're too you're too old to be doing this stop and just like you don't have to do this to impress yeah, yeah. me. It's like a day to remember kind of did that where they were like, Hey, we can do this too. And you're like, just don't, you don't really, you really don't have to do this. <laughs> you can, but you don't have to. 
Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of songs that are good, but yeah, I would not recommend this album overall. Uh, I listened to King so of the Kings. A Day to Forget. A Day to Forget, yep, with this album. Um, I listened to the new Kings of Leon album called When You See Yourself. And I actually have an article pulled up about this because I don't know if you guys have heard about this album. But they released it as a – it's essentially a cryptocurrency. It's called an NFT, which I don't know a lot about it. But it's called a non-fungible token. Um, and essentially – so I'm just going to read straight from this article. Quick rundown. NFTs are a type of cryptocurrency, but instead of holding money, they can hold assets like art, tickets, and music. NFTs operate on a blockchain, which is a publicly accessible and transparent network, meaning anyone can see the details of any NFT transaction. And essentially, it's like, I, I don't know how it works, but it's like they, there are different packages where it's like you can get um, like live front row seats to one of their shows or like you can get like a vinyl of the album. But I don't know how it works. I don't know if you just like I don't know if John if this makes any sense to you. Not a fucking lick. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how it's like. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, they, you had me at blockchain, and then you lost me at you can redeem it for prizes. <laughs> like yeah, what? Let me see if, uh, if I buy more albums, I get prizes. Inst instead of using it as money, you use it as a bartering money. system. <laughs> yeah. You totally take different. this. You take this entity thing, this yeah. this object, and you give it to someone, and in return they give you favors. Like that's money. So it says the token yeah, price no. of fifty dollars <laughs> includes enhanced. I'll just media. trade you. I'll Wait, trade and it costs money. Yeah. For the so album. it does cost money, and then you just get the token, which is the album, and you can redeem it for one of the other things. So you can trade their album, which you bought for money for I other wanna, things mm -hmm. i want to be that guy and i don't know <clears throat> how the kings of leon are in real life but it sounds like a scam <laughs> like, yeah um I, just, I, I don't know why i would love if one of you would like read into that more uh later because mm. i don't i mean i guess i, so, I, I don't so want to think what it, at all off, off the top of my head i think it's just to give the album value so mm -hmm. the if you ever buy but an album it doesn't Right. Well, well, no, I'm just saying, if you ever buy an album and it sits on your shelf, like a record or a vinyl or whatever, that is your thing, but the only thing you can do with it is listen to it. Mm -hmm. There's not really, like, resale value if you ever open it, you know, if you ever take it out of its thing. Like, it's just your thing to listen to music. Everyone has streaming right now. So to purchase an album is just to support the artist, and they're like, well, to give you something with that, our album is now a currency, and you can exchange that currency for things. That's how I'm interpreting it. Like, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that makes you know, sense. logically, there, there's some logic there, but it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do. <laughs> yeah, this. I don't know why you'd ever <laughs> go down that avenue. Like, if someone wants to watch your live show, you don't need to make them buy your album first. Mm -hmm. Just let them go to your live show. You gotta trade them tokens. You gotta buy. Yeah. You gotta buy Leon tokens. Yeah, you, you need fifty Leon tokens. bucks. I mean, is is the point that it could be cheaper than buying those things? Like. I guess, but is it, is it one to one? Is it a fifty? Doesn't make any sense to me, man. It's a fifty dollar album, and also a fifty dollar front row seat to a show. So it's like. So it just so it says that. The, okay, so they're only oh my god, so you pay the fifty dollars and it gives you, um, some enhanced kind of media, whatever, a digital download of the music, limited edition vinyl. 
and it gives you like one token of the cryptocurrency. Oh, so the album is not the token. There's just a so token along with token the album. Token along with the album. Um, okay. And after two Ooh. weeks, they're done with it. So you can only buy the token the first, like at, at this point, one more week, I think. They've um, made $2 million <laughs> off of the NFTs alone. And so it's just going to be like a collectible thing. Maybe maybe they Ooh. think people will sit on it for a long time and then like reset, like I guess. Scam. I don't know. Now I'm thinking I should buy one. Scam. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's literally a way for artists to make money that streaming, you know, basically prevents them from making any money from an album. So, I mean, I don't know what this means for the future of uh, buying shit, but means that they want me to spend more money that I don't have. Like, go yeah, fuck yourself. Do. Just make music I like, and you'll make money over time as I go to see your shows. True. Understand uh, that that's been the paradigm, and it always will be. And get the fuck over it. Yeah, and I think... I don't think the to Kings of me Leon like a goddamn were, like, hurting for the money anyway. Dairy like, they, they have enough plays and streams and shit. Uh, no, they're hurting. Maybe. I, I will, actually, after listening to this album, this album sucked ass. Uh, it was not no. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Yeah, yeah. back to the root point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty album. <laughs> Um, maybe they knew that and that's why they did the nft thing it, like, we're it, not gonna ever tour it, this thing it kind of <laughs> sounded like i mean obviously we're all we're all in, like agreements that the best kings of leon song is sex on fire uh i don't actually I don't think know. i think noah likes notion more really no not notion um you somebody? Yeah, I somebody i'm not gonna argue you somebody, you somebody is somebody good play. too yeah yeah but so do you remember uh, when that album came out and they were literally like the largest band in the universe yeah yeah because that was like right before the big rap takeover and like rock was still like present and kings of leon just destroyed everything they were selling out like huge stadiums like ginormous you somebody was on the radio all the time yeah (laughs) um but this album sounded like every song was trying to be sex on fire to me it had like the same kind of vibe like all the instrumentation sounded the same as that song it was like the same tempo and i was like maybe that's what a lot of this shit because i haven't listened to all their stuff so i was like maybe most of the stuff just sounds like this but to me it was like every song was like this is trying to be sex on fire this song is trying to be sex on fire it's just trying to be like which song is gonna blow up like that song did um and well maybe they tried to do something different realized that wasn't working and then had no his theory yeah proof yeah. <laughs> Um, so I mean, listen to it if you want to, especially if, no. like if you like are interested in the NFT. I like thing. the Kings like, of Leon. I like okay. three songs. Yeah, that's exactly that's how it. I feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't care about their new music. But it came, it came, like it came up on Spotify or something, and I was like, okay, I need something to listen to to talk about, and this is interesting because of the NFT thing. So I'll do it. Uh, but the music's not very good. Move on. Uh, so we already talked about Silk Sonic. We already talked about Chance. Uh, listen to the Ylang Ylang thing. Fucking dope. Best song was Ylang Ylang, I think. Um, I listened to... Uh, John, you recommended a couple of weeks ago. I forgot about it last week, but Red by Yas. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Those two songs were bangers. I thought so, too. I, she's incredible, dude. Yeah, she's I, so talented. I can't remember which one I liked best. Tuck It In. Yeah, was, Tuck It In was better. Tuck It In was better. Uh, those, yeah, I'm going to be listening to those and whatever else she releases in the future um, for a while. Good shit. Um, I re-listened to, there's like the singer-songwriter, um, when I was like trying to think of what album I wanted to, uh, to recommend or to choose for the week. 
Um, there's a singer-songwriter I really like named Ry X, and it's just R-Y space X. Um, he's got a song called Sweat that has been like... so L-A, it hurts. <laughs> um, the song called Sweat, and that is like probably my top like 15 favorite songs. Um, I listen to it like probably every day. Can we get that list? Uh, top 15 as soon as I get your lists, yeah, I'll come over. <laughs> I got the worst list. I gave you the worst one. You didn't do the whole movie list, did you? Zero no. Okay. Yeah, I did like twelve of them. What was your like top fifty movies? Uh, I didn't do that one. Okay. <laughs> that one's too I'll hard. do. I'll do a top fifty songs if you do a top fifty movies. Um, okay, but I yeah, mean, I have it. I mean, I have sixty movies. I just don't know if they're actually my top fifty. Right. So when you decide to put the time and effort into that, I'll decide to put the time and effort into my list. Okay. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah, Sweat's like one of my favorite songs, and I haven't listened to the album all the way through in a while. Um, if you're ever in the mood to listen to like, I love listening to this stuff when I'm going to sleep, especially. Um, I like listening to music when I go to sleep. And it's really like, it's, it's basic singer-songwriter stuff, but it's like really like, kind of just really like much softer than a lot of um that kind of stuff goes um it's not i wouldn't really say that it's like super sad either it's just like soft and so if you ever but it's not like it's not like guitar right it's like some of it is it's just like literally like him just like doing like really like classical guitar style stuff rather than just like strumming it's like you know some kind of like intricate like pick finger pattern um which is cool kind of gives like a more like ethereal feel to it um that's what i was gonna say that's it doesn't sound like acoustic or country it sounds like heavenly or like a hymnal or something yeah and that's kind of the vibe he tries to give off um so if you ever want to he looks like he has a god complex he looks like jared leto (laughs) he looks like he has a in like the worst way yeah he's like he just like wears all white and like a fucking beret and like yeah just just but like literally messiah okay he's trying to look like jesus christ (laughs) he didn't choose to be the messiah yeah true Um, jesus of nazareth but i I highly ryx highly recommend dawn by ryx um i think the last thing that i listened to i so i was on reddit one day and i followed the i'm sure you guys follow the tip of my tongue uh subreddit um no so it's do you know what it is Mm-hmm. okay yeah so normally i'll like if someone like posts a movie and it gets solved i'll like watch a clip of the movie just because i'm usually intrigued by like uh like someone thinking like oh what is that fucking movie of this like specific scene because i do that sometimes uh, but someone did a song this one time and so i was like well i'll listen to the song because it got solved so the band is called eliza and the delusionals indie alternative like girl singer band you give me two guesses, I think I could have gotten there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, but they had a little like five song EP or something. I think it was like five or six songs called "A State of Living in an Objective Reality." Um, it was okay, uh, but the song in question from that post and the song that I saved from that album is "Just Exist," which, if you look at their Spotify, like has three point three million listens compared to the next highest, which is like five hundred thousand. Um, so just exist. I would recommend that one song if you just want to listen to a you know four minute song or whatever. Um, really fucking good. Uh, everything else is okay. I'll de- I, like I added them to my list to just like kind of follow because I think all their stuff is pretty new. Like they have a song 
back from like 2016 2017 they had a little thing but relatively new so I'm gonna follow them a little bit and I think that is it Noah tweet uh, so I watched a lot um, I tried finishing American Gods I don't even think the season's finished but I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can finish the episodes that are out right now um, it's just more the same but worse somehow it's just kind of wearing me down a bit you know it's I gave it a little I gave it a little wiggle room just because it's unique mm-hmm. but once it does the same shit I don't yeah, there's two episodes left. Great. Uh, I don't think I'm going to finish that. I mean, I might someday, but I don't know. So it's close. not bad enough to care. Okay. Well, also not being good enough to care. Um, yeah, so I tried that. I finished <laughs> WandaVision. I already said that. Then I watched the new Tom and Jerry reboot. Oh. Um, where is it? Where is it? So what is I that on? Did, I mean, it's on HBO Max. Max. Oh, is it on HBO because okay. And also in theaters. Well, I was going to say, did you go to the um, fucking theater to watch this? No. <laughs> I hope No, so. it's on the Warner Bros. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie yeah. package yeah. thing. So. Which I need I to watch I Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, you only have like three know. days left. I know, I got to put it on a list. I got to um, write it down, make a note. So, I think I talked about how much I hated the Scoob reboot <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay well i would only compare these two as in how much i hate both of them um this one's really bad i mean i'm I'm telling you this one's really bad uh the soundtrack seems like a street volume 2 soundtrack and that's just not the movie it is it's it's just that's not the movie it's really not um all the acting is pretty subpar even from good actors um colin jost is in it because he acts yep. <laughs> why not <laughs> and i i actually already uh told john about this i'm just gonna spoil this movie for every anybody listening it can be all summed up with the one scene where tom sees a he sees a lady cat that he likes and so he starts playing the piano and then t Payne's auto-tuned voice <laughs> starts singing for tom that sounds awesome <laughs> what it's a solid 30 seconds uh you that's can go awesome Oh my god, dude! Go for it. I'm you know, movie, sit yeah. through that first forty-five minutes to get. If you to were that. to tell me that someone did like that scene, I would not be surprised if you told me that somebody was lame. <laughs> dude, I watched T Pain uh, stream like every. I didn't know he was working on fucking Tom and Jerry. Wow. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he didn't either. Tom. He's yeah, he the did. only voice for Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, then it, it's That's really so funny. It's, <laughs> uh, John Legend makes an appearance in a poster. And he has an original song for the movie. John Legend is not in this movie. Um, It's kind of weird. It's a little weird. Uh, Yeah. I'm just going to move on. That movie is garbage. One or two out of ten movie. Uh, Then I watched... I guess I was in the mood for bad movies after that one. Because I watched a movie called Michael. Which is about John Travolta as the Archangel Michael. And it's really bad. Uh, there's almost nothing good about this movie. It's almost impressive how there's just nothing to it. It's not funny. There's no. I mean, there's is, plenty is of dramedy. Be, oh, I was gonna say, is it supposed to be a comedy? It's like a dramedy, uh, '90s, you know, 
almost a chick flick, just without Holy anything shit. that makes a chick flick. Uh, it's directed I, by so... Nora Ephron. It's really Sorry. bad. No, it's uh, I, I don't watch Michael. Just don't. So somehow, I was just like looking at something while you were talking, mm-hmm. and my brain didn't even process it because I was actually listening. And then my brain processed it, and I stopped listening because I didn't understand it. And now I need your all's opinion about what I'm about to say. So next week, wait, was next week include the 16th? Yeah. So what comes out tomorrow, I've already told you. But what comes out next week uh, is Arcade Fire and Owen Pallet collab. And I was like, oh, Arcade Fire, that's pretty cool. They're releasing the score to her. Apparently, Arcade Fire scored her yeah. and wrote that like song on the beach thing and all that. Mm-hmm. So that album is coming out next week, which is just hilarious because we literally just watched it. Sorry, that that's it. Perfect timing. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Michael, bad movie. Uh, not worth your time. Uh, then I continued on this streak and watched Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, it stars a very young Jim Carrey and a young Jeff Goldblum. It's a comedy musical, and it's it's something special. I really can't tell if it's just so bad it's good or if there's like some sort of genius behind it. Um, it's a lot to take in. I I really won't say it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's it's because it's really not. Um, they just furry you have aliens. To, um, Why does it say they're furry? That's because they're furry. They're actually furry. That's great. Yeah, for the first twenty minutes, thirty <laughs> minutes, they're furry. Uh, I mean, full on looks like Grinch outfit. Furry. I mean, legit. That had to be so uncomfortable to wear back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Probably awful. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something special. Uh, I'm assuming there's a lot of cocaine involved in production. That'd be the only thing that makes sense. How much of it was it's so it says here comedy musical romance. How much of it was a musical? Was it like So there were there were two actual musical like songs, like with singing and vocals, and then the rest of the songs were Blue Man Group esque mm-hmm. instrumentals that happened to have the sound effects from the scene. Like, the aliens were trying to figure out how things worked, so they're turning on a blender, and then the blender would start being in the beat, and then they would, you know, knock something down, and then that would be on the beat. And it's, like, there's something to this movie. It's really not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, And it's got a really cool sequence, like, dream sequence near the end, which threw me for a loop, but it's actually, I I don't know, I was kind of surprised by it. Mm, Um... I'm then, watch I watch it, the movie, yeah. then I watched a movie called Vampire with a Y. Um, it's a German movie that came out in 1932. Um, okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's very of the time. It kind of feels like a book or a video game because it separates the scenes by giving you what the character's doing. It'll literally tell you, oh, Alan Gray is confused and stuff. But it's not every scene. It's just every chapter, Sometimes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something. It's definitely something. Um, kind of scary. I think it, it's supposed to be scary. Uh, I bet you in 1932, I bet you this is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But 
I mean, even today, I was still, my skin was kind of crawling in some scenes. Uh, the ending's very artistic, very almost open-ended, even though you kind of see what happens. Um, almost where you're kind of confused, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like how, um, <clears throat> what was it, the movie we watched? Uh, Sunshine? The old, the old black and white movie. Sunshine. No, uh, no, the, seven the chess game. Yeah, yeah Seven Seal. God, that was like Seven Seal. Uh, yeah, almost like Seven Seals ending, where you're okay. kind of confused. Okay. And I think that's all I watched, but what I listened to, I only listened to one album. Um, it's the Unpronounceable and mm-hmm. whatever her, so her YouTube and Instagram is called Sundrop Garden. So I'm literally going to say Sundrop Garden. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say random symbol or unpronounceable symbol every time. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I listened to Sundrop Garden's album too, uh, and I was planning on listening to both of them, but two is actually so fucking good that I listened to it all week, and I plan on listening to one this week. Okay. Um, like it's it's very hip hop R and B, just of that sound. I'd recommend all the songs with FKJ, and then IVGAF. Uh, if you want to just skip through it. But definitely a great album. And uh, that's all I did for the week. Cool. It was I Don't Give a Fuck is what you said it was? IDGAF? That's the songs, yeah. The FKJ songs and IDGAF. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was really, I'd definitely recommend. Especially if you like that FKJ album. Or EP. Ying Ling Ling. No, I just had a random thought when you were talking about how, like, Vampire was kind of scary. You know what I thought? I was watching WandaVision, and I was like, there were a couple of scenes where it's kind of, like, jump scare-y, where she, like, turns and sees, like, you know what I'm talking about? She sees, like, her brother or Vision. Oh, 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 oh. And I was like, I just, like, my immediate thought was like, damn, this show is already as scary as the haunting of whatever the last... Uh, Bly Manor. Yeah, Bly Manor. I was like, damn, they weren't even trying to be a horror show, and this is like already as scary as those are. Fucking dude, no, Snow White, and it's one jump scare is scarier than Bly Manor. Okay, there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing. No, I just, shit. I just thought about that. that was funny. Yeah, we can move call on. back to the first episode. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think so. But uh, that's all I did for the week. If we want to move on. Oh, boy, all oh boy, right, let's Noah. do it. Uh, let's start with. You the... act like I care about these two things. Like, this is an album I've never listened to and a movie I've never seen. Let's start with uh, the Portishead 2008 third album, or the album's called third. It's not their third album. It, might it be is their, their third, third album. album. That makes no, sense. No, it is their third album. Since 1994, so they don't put out music a lot. This album fucking sucked. Whoa, sucked right. is a strong word. No, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Off, off the rip, let's hear it. Let's then go for it. Go. Yeah, send I, it. Uh, dude, it just sucked. I heard everything. <laughs> the entire <laughs> I heard I heard everything the entire album had yeah. to offer in the first like two minutes of the first song, I, except Whoa. for when it went to Deep Water, which had like it started with like acoustic guitar, but even that song was like a minute and a half long. Like everything was, ah, dude, it's just. I, I try not to hate art for being art. <laughs> it 
and I get that's like that's literally what we're here for. I know, and I I get like the whole like it's very avant garde, and the point is to be experimental. I don't know what their other shit sounded like, and I know that uh, I know now because I was reading that like this group is kind of like the pioneer of what's it called like trip hop or something. I think is the genre they find it as, and I was like, it makes sense. Like I, if I've ever tried hallucinogens, I'd probably want to do it to something like this. Okay, uh, maybe all the distortions. It's just the distortions. Like the music itself, yeah, but like her vocal distortions, that'd be weird. And it's just like it's just it's like it, it did a thing that I really disliked where it would have like one section of the song and then it would have a transition into the next section. But like the transition was also the next section where it was like it'd be transitioning to something and then they just like that just went on forever. And then it like built on that and then it would transition again and then it was like I, I mean, cool, they're experimenting. I hated it, though. I just fucking hated it. Like, nothing sounded, <laughs> nothing, nothing sounded uh, good. I, I hated all the, like, I just, it was just all sounds I dislike. Uh, see, it, it was like, it was, it was like sounds... early, like, electronic music, but it wasn't even early because it was 2008. But it, it sounded, was, you know, I, was yeah. afraid, I was afraid you were going to be vague with it, but. It was, uh, it was sounds I like. Hmm. My problem is it was a whole album of the same sound. I liked it. It was fine, you know, but it was long for what it gave me, even though it wasn't that long. It, it did feel long, for sure. And it just just because the this one song blends into the next, blends into the next, blends into the next. But uh, I, w- I would describe the sound... Um, it sounds like early electronic music, yes, but it sounds exactly like what the score to some kind of like maybe not spy movie exactly but something where there's like people being sneaky in like the early 2000s and they're like being hunted or they're being chased so i'm thinking like this band could have done the entire soundtrack to something like blade or something like the matrix or like like it just sounds like that kind of just like ambient like Again, the, the the distortions were like the big selling point. And again, I thought it sounded pretty good. I liked um, Machine Gun and Small. Machine Gun is one of my favorite songs ever, period. And outside of that, I was like, the, the, these other ones, they just are fine. Sure. No, uh, no. the reason I, I... This album is just so... I have to be in the mood for it. Because it's not... It's not there's nothing casual about this album, I don't feel like. It's not... Oh, let me no. bop yeah, this let me one. just listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is because that's how I started it. I was like, uh, I'm not doing anything. I'll just turn on the album. And I was like, no, not right now. Yeah, not right now. I, it, it's got some very like heavy lyricism and just some things that you have to be. You have to know exactly what you're getting into. I think. I was. I was like, um, it's almost like a metal in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like it was. Kind of. Yeah, it was heavy, and I was like. I don't really know that I've heard anything like it in particular, which I also kind of liked. I just – it just the album wasn't good was my only problem. It was just a boring album. I, I thought, the music I was fine. Was, uh, first half was very rough. Um, but I think I think it was the first three or four songs that I just did not care for. But then, like, The Rip. Uh, yes, The Rip. And then I think Deep Water was after that. I enjoyed those two a lot. Uh, I think Deepwater was the acoustic guitar one. Yeah. Um, 
the riff, I just, I really actually like the change-ups, even though I'm not a huge fan of songs doing that. Um, and Machine Gun, I, I really like Machine Gun. I just, I don't know why. I see every, like, cool movie trailer in the world could be yeah. Machine Gun. Exactly. You could really have just quick-cut shot. I agree. Uh, you know, gunshot, car chase, whatever. I agree the entire uh, time I was, I'm oh, sorry, I just interrupted. No, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say, I was like, just going to say, like, oh, <laughs> No, it could be like are, a movie are you supposed score. to say sorry? I'm I'm interrupting you now because fucking <laughs> the title of this is exactly that you shouldn't say sorry. Fuck you for even saying that. Um no, I, I think this so would be like what a I was gonna say thing. is I won't say sorry this time. Um what I was gonna say is <laughs> I was also imagining <laughs> like some kind of movie for me it was like maybe it's because I watched Sunshine earlier uh as well. I was thinking space themed rather than like sneaky, but it was maybe like sneaky in space. But yeah, I was definitely like picturing some kind of cinematic experience with it and i think that if i had something to watch with it i would have disliked it less i would have just been complaining like ah oh, the score of this movie didn't do it for me but uh i i think probably if i had something to watch with it it would have been a lot better for me right um and i mean obviously i was i think their focus or not their focus but i think it's kind of one of their points was to make you uncomfortable uh for some of the songs but i think it was i couldn't remember if it was i think it was the second to last song and there's just a point where it's just like screeching there's just 15 seconds of just a screeching sound yeah about i think it was the last song halfway yeah. through that's so um nice. that was not my favorite <laughs> i i really appreciate them trying to give me that atmosphere but when you just have a screeching sound and i've got headphones on that's not cool, dog. At least turn it down, you know? Just right. notch it down a bit, and then maybe I could look past it. But that actually was, I thought it was a good song, but that was just a terrible part. So it wasn't, it didn't finish a good song, you know? It just also, definitely made it a mediocre thing. When when you suggested this last week, and I, like, rolled my eyes and just let out a big sigh, I thought <laughs> yeah. this band was a different band. So I Did knew they started in the 90s. I thought this band... I don't even know the name of the band anymore, but I thought this was it because it just like instantly triggered it. But it must sound like it, or I'm just dumb. What's that band from the '90s? I think they're like an Interscope band, uh, and they have a bunch of music videos and shit. And they're like, oh, it's it's metal, but it's not really metal. It's like Marilyn Manson, whatever genre that is. And they just like wear like weird pig costumes. Um... You know, like they have like pig suits on and then they just like really like industrial metal music videos and it's like so 90s it hurts they ring mm. any bells but it's like mm. a band like their stick is like it's like slipknot and they wear masks and shit but it's like they're all just like in pig costumes just creepy the pig, pig thing outfits is weird because like if you're thinking 90s industrial i think rammstein's probably a big popular one but they don't do pig things no 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 uh Although the lead singer did have a video where he was dressed up as a pig, but that's separate. Are you thinking of Primus? I, I don't know. Maybe. But I don't think they dress up. I think they just use a lot of pig imagery. Like their music videos have pig, pig people in them. That must be what Primus, it is. Primus Three Little Pigs might be the video you're thinking of. No, maybe I'm just thinking of one particular video, but I, I thought yeah, that's I who it was. They yeah, have Primus, Portis. I mean. Yeah, yeah, they they Close have pig imagery. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was that band, and I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, I think I, I'm gonna <clears throat> listen. I'm, I I have to throw a Primus band sometime this year just for my roommate Reed. Uh, 
to be proud, guy. You're gonna have to get over it like in a month or two when it's my pick. <laughs> but, please, um, don't, please don't do that. Oh, yeah, it's Mr. No, Crinkle, I, isn't it? That's what it is. It might be. Um, yeah, because there's just a dude in a weird pig outfit playing the fucking like cello or some yeah, kind of weird yeah. big standing bass thing and. Yeah, okay, back to the album. Uh, her, I just hate it or love it. Uh, her voice is just fucking hauntingly awesome. Yeah, her um, voice is dope. Yeah, that's... Man. <laughs> uh, I'm just a fucking hater. I can't get over dude. you don't like Machine Gun. I mean, I'm gonna, like, I'll listen to that. I will, I will give that single song a listen because for me, it doesn't. I don't recall anything that stood out. But for you to say like it's one of your favorite songs of all time, I will give it another listen yeah. to see if I if there's anything there. But I don't remember. Uh, I'll listen because I just I love Portishead for you know them just sounding different mm-hmm. and whether people copied them and whatnot. You know that another matter. Uh, their first album is if you guys want to know their first album is sort of like this. Yeah, you're, you've, uh, I think you talked about it on here before. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's. I was just updating, I guess, since you've listened to their third album. It's a lot more casual. <laughs> like, way more casual than this one. You can actually turn it on. It's really more just lo-fi hip-hop with her singing over it. There's nothing... They don't really do that crazy of anything. I mean, at the time, I'm sure it was experimental. But when it's just compared to their own work, mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, uh, okay album. I, album yeah, I'd, um, I'd give it like a five and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'm at a six and a half. I'll give it a 1.8. Wow. <laughs> Lane, Lane literally is probably the biggest hate. He's so stuck in on his own things that he likes, so if it's not one of those, is, he's is just never going to like it. the essence of That's this fucking podcast? No, no, no. I, I, I'm not complaining about that. I'm simply stating who you are. I think you guys do it just as much as I do. It, okay. I don't think... I think you guys, al- think so. I think you guys align... Time, huh? I think you guys align a little more than I do. Okay. We're all haters here. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's talk about Sunshine. How about Sunshine? Huh? All um, right, 2007 sci-fi movie. Danny Boyle. Uh, fuck this movie. Fuck Noah for suggesting it. It know, felt like it was 10 years long. It's garbage. Long. It's, it's, garbage. it's garbage. Uh, and here's why it's garbage. I it just ruined said a lot itself. of garbage this week. It, it ruined itself. It's just like, it could have been pretty cool and interesting. And then they had, like, four characters die with almost, like, no gratification about it. They just died. And they tried yeah. to make each character have a purpose and, like, an arc. And then either the arc just ended abruptly or it wasn't actually fleshed out, but it was portrayed as though it was. So, for example, the uh, dude who was suicidal and he fucked up the calculation or whatever. Up into that scene, you hadn't seen him at all. And now all of a sudden I'm like really supposed to care about this huge fuck up he did, and I'm like I don't even know your name, bro. Like, it just feels like they try to have like these big pivotal heavy scenes, and then I, I thought it was funny specifically that scene I, or that character. I think it's funny that uh, the most time he got in one continuous shot was his dead body. Yeah, yeah, like, his fucking <laughs> wrist slashed open. Like him talking. I mean, you know, he's in the movie, but his dead body got way more screen time than he actually did. Yeah, and 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 that a whole little arc can pretty much sum up my problems with every single character. I also just thought uh, 
what was it chris evans character from whoever captain america's actor name is like chris evans yeah yeah i just his whole character was so fucking annoying just so annoying man i, I, feel, I feel he played chris evans <laughs> i feel like i see this kind of like character from chris evans maybe like in the earlier stuff that he did but it's always like the jock like whatever he says is like the best course of act like he's gonna like if you disagree he's gonna like deck you in the face or whatever he's just kind of like that guy but i agree that this character was kind of what else is he in i literally just think he's captain america like i don't know him in anything else come on he's human torch yeah bro uh snow piercer he's in snow piercer I've never seen Snowpiercer. Um, uh, he's in things. I was thinking of something, but I, no, I can't remember what it is. But... He's in things. He has a daughter in a movie. I can't think of it. Right now. Gifted? Yeah, that's yeah. 2017. That's, that's post Captain America. Give me pre Captain America movies. Both Fantastic Fours. There's two. Because <laughs> um, well, like another it, teen movie. Because well, I disagree that, that it, it didn't feel like a Chris Evans thing at all. I I felt like the character. Well, I didn't else, care about his acting. I don't. I don't like. I, I'm not recognizing anything here. He was one of the like, friends in Scott Pilgrim, right? Yes, that was. It. I just com- I compare him to his role in Captain America, and I go, they're different enough. He's he's not like a one trick pony. It wasn't his acting I had a problem with. It was the character was just so fucking yeah, shittily written, and the dialogue I, was just terrible. Like it, it was, when he was only... when he was angry. He's like you. F- I, I forget it exactly the insult, but it was just like you fuckhead or something. He took all the fucking time. He just says two fucks, and then just feel just out of place because the emotion was just off. Like, why did I care that the guy took up all the call time? I don't know anything about your fucking family. I don't know who you were gonna try to call. It doesn't feel that impactful. I didn't know how long it was gonna be. Like, there was no setup or explanation. It was just like you missed the call, bro. Uh, to the to your point of uh, characters or whatnot, uh, background or history having impact, it was really weird. I don't know if I've ever thought this in a movie, but it's really weird how little I cared about Earth. Yeah. Like they gave me nothing, nothing. Just, just the assumption. I, I mean, I get it. I'm a human. I'm here, but just the assumption that I would care. But like, I don't know what's going on. Why the fuck is it? It gave you nothing other than the. Uh, the exposition the text intro yeah. yeah yeah i just there's no well, and it was like cool it was like so the sun is dying was the premise right it's like 2050s yeah. sun's dying so the earth is just like extraordinarily cold and dark cold. kind of like it's like alaska yeah. all the time that's what i'm getting at all over yeah. the earth and i'm like why not just give us like three shots of that why wait till the end of the fucking movie when they yeah. explode the sun to make me go like <laughs> Oh, that's one of the characters' family, right? Or relatives. Been <laughs> and like, I don't even remember which character. It was like the annoying physicist. Just killing Murphy's. Yeah, but who? Was it as his wife and kids? Was it sister, sister. and I think it sister's was, children? Oh, I thought it was the wife and child. No, it's, he, he literally says, "Hey, sis." <laughs> no, it's the sister and her kids. Yeah, because because um, I was like, I was so confused. Who talks to their sister? And their nieces and nephews for over an hour. I was like, the crux of the like bickering was like, what? Well, like, I mean, he also talked to he sent one to his parents, and I think I, I, I thought there was a scene where he like had recorded, and then he like had said something, and then like s- stood up and stopped the recording, 
so I just kind of took it as like he was like sending his last message and he wanted it to be like whatever and he kept fucking up. I don't know. That's what I took from it. It didn't bother me. But I, uh, yeah, I get it. I, I really, really, really wish this movie had just honed in on two or three characters um, instead of just making it this ensemble story and the, that the captain. little to no purpose. The captain, the captain was, was the, the worst death. Character. Worst that was death. the only character that I was optimistic for, as in I thought the character could go places, and there was there was just something there about uh, Captain Kanita, because um, that was like the only positive of the movie was Captain Kanita, and he he died real quick. But um, well, the, the... I just it, it almost felt like a movie based purely upon uh, missed opportunity. There's just so much it could have done. And instead, it just retread upon Event Horizon for no yep. goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and so the New Zealand there's almost no difference. Oh, no difference between it and Event Horizon. I, I'm I'm saying like what it tried to do, or like what it was presented, even there's with the difference. guy turning there's the cold god, even the guy with the messiah complex at the end. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm not saying that it wasn't out of nowhere. But Event Horizon was a good movie that had like a pretty followable story and was like, yeah, it had a, it had clear points of like, oh shit, oh I get this movie. I just didn't care the whole time. At no point did they make me care about anything that happened. They're like, ooh, maybe the other crew's still alive. They're like, it's been seven years. There's no way. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just all dust. And then the dude's lost all his skin and he's got his god complex. But like, I hated that line. Um... Where he just said, "80% human skin." <laughs> They're like, yeah. "What? Oh, dust is made of 80% human skin." Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> casual. You know, just saying. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, but but I was gonna say the New Zealand dude, the guy who played the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, his his acting was bad. His voice kept fluttering between I having an accent and not having here. accent. And the character was so. First off, right. NASA Dream Team or whatever country's Dream Team, you know, planet Earth's World as a country. Dream yeah, team. yeah, yeah, exactly. You, a psychiatrist makes sense maybe for the picks of all possible physicians yeah, to bring on board. You know, like you're a capable doctor and yeah, I get it. There's going to be mental health problems that happen up there for fucking years of time, isolated from everything. But he didn't make me think that that was a worthwhile role after all. Nope. I was okay with it at first. His solution was to A, be devil's advocate, advocate and then B, one hour in Earth room. That'll fix you up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's like, all they showed us of the psychiatrist. And, and we joined in like two years into their trip. Yeah, years into it. Yeah. How is it that he can still prescribe Earth room time and they haven't exhausted all the videos? You know what I mean? Like, all the little clips, all the montages, like... Also, I can't really recall, but, like, how large was that ship? Huge. Wait. Yeah, like, when they did that, like, zoom out, right? Like, if you saw bits what of part? it... Are you talking about the deflector shield? Because that was huge. Mm-mm. Like, before that, you're talking about the ship. Little, just, there's just the ship. ship. I think it was still pretty big. Because yeah, the Earth was... room... The Earth room was like... <laughs> I can't... I don't know. I can't uh, do it over camera. I mean, I don't yeah, know. they were well, taking like saying, scooters in between parts of the ship. Like yeah, the, the CG, sure. I felt like was fine, but I was just like, 
the scope of time that they're giving us here for how massive of an operation that would be to manage that and how few crew members there are, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, dude. You should have sent like a small town. You know, right. <laughs> like yeah. it it just it blew my mind. And so like 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 the rescue ship from Earth in Interstellar, like what that ship is, the fucking huge underground like military base is a ship. That's the size I have in my head of that. Right. Yeah. And they had like seven people. And on top of that, the fucking, like, just not being trained properly, the not being, there's, they don't mention it, but somehow there's just gravity on the ship. Like, oh, okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> there's, they could make up some gravity. Right, right. They, right. Yeah, they, yeah. That. Yeah. The Gravitron 4000, uh, we yeah, flipped it I, on know, and done. I think that stuff you kind of have to get over. They, um, they, but they talk about pseudoscience the whole time. It's science oh, they fiction. Do. You're right. you're, I mean, you're totally right. They do. So I'm just confused. <laughs> it was like assumed knowledge about that, but then they're like, I calculated the trajectory three times, but we changed our angle, of course, by one degree, and thus our reflectors are all off. And now, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, but if we save 80% of our oxygen, like, they just kept giving me fake numbers and math for explanations of things that were very obvious and then no explanation for the things that weren't just like that they assumed i wouldn't care about that i definitely cared about just did not yeah, feel I, it's weird it was weird the um psychological stuff it's weird that this trip was two or three years or whatever right and then all of the psychological stuff happens in a week. That's what Everybody I'm saying. Just starts going crazy. That's uh, how I'm like, how did they not exhaust? <laughs> like, if this is one week for them, a normal fucking regular, maybe not a slightly elevated intensity week. How did they survive Dude, two years? I just think it was very just for the movie. I think it was just like added intensity of it. Like, like that at that point, it was like we are now officially in no comm zone, so no one can hear. Like, we are completely on our own. You know, up until that point, they were still able to, like, talk to Earth and get messages back to their loved ones and shit. And so it's just, like, now knowing, like, hey, if we die here, no one's going to know. They're just not going to hear back from us or, like, whatever, you know, could happen. I think that's But they had two why. years to prep for that mentally is all I'm saying. So it just feels like. But how do you prep for that? Because no one ever oh. knows what that's like. So you're I'm saying, let's imagine, let's imagine you're taking a road trip, right? Because it's the best Earth example you could possibly get, and you've taken this trip before, and you know you're going through a dead zone for two hours. If you had a message that you wanted to send, you wouldn't wait until right twenty seconds before you get into the dead zone and be like, "Oh shit, uh, <laughs> let me leave my voicemail real quick." Like, "Oh right. fuck," like, you know, I, I forgot to clock out of work. Let me call my boss. Like, maybe that happens, but like. It just feels like how unprepared – this is supposed to be the people who are saving the Earth. Yep. You know what I mean? Like this is probably years of training on Earth because they do years of training on Earth to go fucking fix a satellite, let alone launch a goddamn nuke into the sun. Like <laughs> it just feels <laughs> like these are like some of the weakest but what, but what other mental strength. Yeah, but what other like psychological things like really went back? Because it was – it made sense to me that – the one character got mad that he didn't get to send a message to his loved ones, and so he yeah, like he's lashed the only out. One who didn't have a psychotic break. I'm talking like the psychiatrist and the son thing. 
He was just fascinated by the sun. I don't. I, I didn't think that but he why was. Why did it take two and a half years? I. That's where I'm confused. Why did it take two and a half years? And then you know. He's probably doing that the whole two years, staring at the fucking sun. Over the sun, and then I. I don't know. It's weird. Just the sun being like a celestial being almost right. i don't think it was, it was like weird. A I, I, I thought i thought he had been like the, the entire like i didn't think he just like that day that we turned on the tv and started watching the movie he was like i love the sun and i'm gonna just spend all my free time staring at the sun I think right but why is the psychiatrist why is the guy who's trying to keep everybody saying that guy <laughs> i don't know he has a hobby man Maybe i don't just, fucking know we have a we have a podcast yeah it's yeah, the same uh, problem with the characters and you're you're right, Don. Going back to the character deaths, I didn't think any of them there were like offensive until the Michelle Yo one. Mm, yeah, the, uh, when she got get stabbed by uh, Mark Strong. Um, also, wasted performance by Mark Strong. The fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, dude, my my I, least favorite thing about this movie was like this. Like overall, I didn't think it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's bad. Like, but like, uh, missed opportunity, sure. But like, the worst thing for me was cinematography. And it's like there were just too many. I get the the movies about the sun. It's called Sunshine. Too many, just like times I just had to like look away because it's just like big fucking flash of light. It's like, dude, okay, I get it. Like, you just keep doing this. But the thing that I hated so much was any time that uh, he was on screen, it was just like this distorted, blurred effect. Even even when yeah. like the uh, what's her, uh, Rose, Rose Byrne, is that her name? Whatever. The, yeah, the other, the other female, um, when she first starts like running away from him and it's just pitch black in the ship and she's just like sitting there hiding behind a wall and it's like still just distorted that like, it doesn't look good. Like nothing about that looked good. It like didn't really add effect. It just pissed me off. Like I wanted to see, first of all, I don't understand how he survived all that time, but I wanted to see him like, he doesn't. That's in, movie magic. Yeah, That's it's it. in all of his fucking like god like complex glory. Like I wanted to see that, and they just never gave yep. it to you. Even at the end yeah. when they're all in the you know the bomb, he's like holding you know even he's like I don't know everything everything about uh, it is bad with him. Yeah, I, I did the gravity get weird these... there? Yeah, I yeah, hated, I hated that. Weird. He's gonna like I'm gonna fucking drop spinning. you and you're gonna fall yeah, to your death. He dropped and then he and then stood he's... up and I was like, well, this spinning, guy's standing and this guy's standing though. They're spinning. But the so whole time, the dude was just standing better. there. Yeah, but they're spinning. Burn guy. <laughs> Burn guy didn't fall, though. <laughs> I mean, Earth spins. I don't know. I don't know science. Yeah, okay? I, hated, I, I hated that <laughs> shit. Why are you not falling over right now? I don't know. Okay. We don't uh, know. We're, not sci- <laughs> we're not scientists on this show. I thought, and it's, it's kind of weird. I kind of enjoyed what they tried to do sometimes with some of those visual effects. Uh, I think it was way overkill, but yeah. I enjoyed like when they did um, when they first got to the second ship, and it flashed uh, like family photographs of all of them or the uh, set. I thought it was a mistake the first time it happened. I was like, I no, like, and then re- they re- re- yeah, they, no, I yeah. I think if they kept it to like two or three flashes, that would have been super stellar. But they did it every fucking two seconds after that, and I was like, all right, man. It's cool and artistic the first time I see it, but, you know, you can only do it so much until I get tired, and it almost felt similar to a video game camera effects. Mm. If if a video game had done that, it'd be really cool, but since a movie's doing it, it's kind of throws you off, throws you out of the movie in a weird way. 
it doesn't provide for any atmosphere as much as it just destroys any sort of, um, I don't know, any atmosphere, I guess. <laughs> uh, immersion, there we go. Destroys any immersion, that's the word I was looking for. The score was okay, I guess. <laughs> like, the score they, was okay when it was, like, just space shots, and I didn't have to worry about, like, what the crew was doing. Like, the last, like, few minutes when the bomb is, like, sending into the sun, and there's just kind of, like, the ambient noise, I was like, this is good, but... Yeah, um... I mean... Uh, very yeah. underwhelmed. I, I would say this is... Listen, I would say this is a garbage movie, but I sat through Tom and Jerry this week, so I, I just I can't say this is a garbage movie. I, it's a bad movie, it's and I, th I think the big thing is it was definitely a huge missed opportunity. It could have been, it could have been a really fucking good movie. I think like I feel like it's just like it, it was just like yeah. it it didn't bother me that it didn't have any setup it I feel like that normally would bother me maybe I was just in a different mood today when I watched it but it didn't bother me that like they just started in the middle of the trip or towards the end of the trip and like you didn't like have any real setup to it it didn't bother me <sighs> oh my god I just lost my train of thought because this fucking movie is just driving me crazy a little bit <laughs> I, that's the sun dude it's the sun dude I just fucking looked yeah. at a bright ass screen for two hours you like, the, like, uh, how, about, how about the nightmares right like those like weird flashback just like jumbled messes of him like falling into the sun yeah and like then it would go like weird and black and just creepy and uh, i get it a psychological thriller thing but i'm like it's a sci-fi movie yeah. and you just yeah. show me random dream like i i just didn't get it and it didn't create ambiance it just took me out of every fucking scene every time they did like and the same thing with the distorted images and the same thing like they go into the sunroom because he's like who's the fucking fifth passenger on deck what the hell's happening goes into the sunroom and the fucking skinless man is curled up in the fetal position just bathing in all the fucking glory of his god complex and you just go like here's another scene where my eyes are getting raped and I can't understand what's going on because I can't even really see it. And then this guy stands up and he's all blurred, but you can tell he's fucking gross, Freddy Krueger looking ass, butt ass naked, having some weird fever dream. And you know it's some surviving member of Icarus One instantly. But you don't care. At no point do you care. And that's it how, just was blowing uh, my mind. Or, I mean, that specific scene, how Killian Murphy had to ask who it was. And it's like, dog there's only so many people yeah it's jesus it's jesus <laughs> you got about three guesses i'm assuming and you're gonna get one right i mean it's you're like you're the, you're open the... the door what are you doing who are you you're, the lead, you're, you're earth's leading physicist and you couldn't, couldn't <laughs> figure, figure, that figure out. It out that it's one of the other seven people that have made it this far in the yeah. galaxy nope uh um, totally yeah what i was gonna say um it was just like i'd almost much... hoped it was aliens yeah. I thought they were going like the event horizon route. I thought it was going to be an alien or something. I, I thought that's how Icarus 1 went down. And that's why I was like, there was so much that could have been in this movie. And, and they just were like, nah, well, you, you, and you knew stuff. that it wasn't going to be aliens when Chris Evans is like, oh, you don't want to like, you don't want to split up because the aliens are going to get you. He like makes some joke about aliens and you're like, that's, all right, well, yeah. no aliens anymore, I guess. I, I still would but, appreciate some sort of like. I don't know, Thulu monster, something. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been, it could have been like a, a a rival kind of. They don't have to be evil. 
Maybe there was a miscommunication. Maybe they're just being protective. Maybe it's like some ethereal being, like a god yeah, for us, an so, yeah. interdimensional. You know, like, you know what I mean, like an interstellar Children. thing. They're just pulling on the strings of the universe. You can't comprehend it, but it just works. But they went, nah, this dude's just crazy. He killed his team, and now he's trying to kill you. It was just like too because much. Fuck the Earth. It was just like also too you don't much, care about the like, Earth. I maybe trauma is the right word, but it's like too much bad luck i guess happening to the and i get that yeah. like they like diverted from the main like the mission and it was like okay something is going to go wrong it's a thriller it's a drama like obviously but it was like thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing and then people just started dying and thing after thing it was like dude like have something happen have some like okay we take a step back like take a breather like maybe something else happens but it was like once like the once they changed course and the angle got shifted and then like the captain died it was just all down like the domino effect of just like bad things happening and it was like i can't even like get over like, i don't know like i just like yeah i mean i stopped caring like i just like i just fully expect now everyone's gonna die i just lost kind of how i feel about this movie but uh, well my last critique really i'm pretty sure my last critique <laughs> <Yeah>. um <clears throat> You can almost tell the script is okay. <laughs> like, I bet you if you read the script and you sat down, you would come away with it being, you know, okay, that was all right. But just seeing it on the screen and all together, it just falls so flat. All the characters, I don't know. And okay. when I said missed opportunity, I mean the cast, too. There's some awesome actors, some amazing actors, like Mark Strong. And then he gets shoehorned into this, you know, uh, cultist messiah complex. You didn't bullshit. even get to see him like when he was just when they were like playing back the video of him like whatever. It was yeah. just like super distorted. I didn't even get to see what the dude oh, looked like too. before he turned into skinless sun god. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Just just another like random science math thing that pissed me off. Go for it. But it, it ties into the these guys were just never going to be capable of handling a fuck up, right? Because you saw how they handled this one fuck up along their whole journey. Yeah. There's no way. So I, I try to just quickly do the fucking paper math here. Earth to Sun is 92 million miles and change. Mm -hmm. In two years, you'd have to travel at like 7,000 miles an hour to get that mm -hmm. distance. How do you not ever have a single hiccup along that route of going 7,000 miles an hour? You know what I mean? Like, you ever drive at 100 miles an hour and hit a fucking pothole? <laughs> right. Like, let's fly 7,261 miles an hour between planets, okay? There's got to right. be some kind of fucking astronomical debris. John. Come on. Well, they, have we to, don't... they have to steer around planets on occasion because each planet orbits Trajectory. as you get closer to the sun faster than the earth's year so at 365 earth days several of the inner rim planets have traveled multiple times around the sun so it's like trajectory okay you'd have to dodge the planets multiple times along your course yeah i mean that, that would have all been figured out and i don't think there was any indication that nothing hadn't gone wrong they just i mean just because they didn't say that's like, my indication just because they didn't say like oh hey remember you know 18 months ago when that fucking meteor like almost took us out or like hey remember we had to go patch up the you know the the fucking what's my point hall? i think if like i, I think if they had to have think... done any kind of 
thing, that group's dynamic would have collapsed earlier. I don't think so. Who's the... Like... I mean, mostly because maybe maybe it's because they had the one sane person who was the captain at that point who could have, like, right. held them so, together. So, so the, the one thing that could help them together, he sacrificed himself when yes. he didn't necessarily need to. He did it to 100% guarantee, uh, right? He said he had to finish the panel. Yeah, because if the panel so didn't... If we're just, yeah. if we're just right, going right. based off the script... Right, he right, right. I, no, that's what I'm saying. So he did not have to. Someone oh, had himself. to. Yeah, you're okay. You're totally right. Chris Evans could have. Yeah. And that's like, in a situation where clearly everyone else is fucking incompetent. Like that should be obvious. Yeah, like so there's clearly just group dynamic issues. Right. You know, there's a psychiatrist on board who could have just seen there's problems well, and conflicting personalities. Well, you see, they had the uh, they had the uh, Star Trek original series handbook, and that's just in the captain every time. They had right. the Next Generation handbook where that's. So I'm just like, keep if a card any up other. Pill. A minor hiccup like that happened again, and you know clearly that one's a ma bit more major of a hiccup. But I'm just like, there would have been fucking coups and fighting and just I bloodshed. I didn't. The I didn't interpret it that way. But I really I, love I how I, I love how I hate on movies, and I never think of the realism or the science, and then here John comes hating on it for like totally different reasons for that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, well, uh, I, not I just I don't I don't care to believe a thing. I care that they've made me question how believable something is. Right. I didn't watch Interstellar and go, "Wow, love really is the thing that binds the universe." <laughs> you know, I'm not like that makes so much that makes so much sense. I went, "This is cool as fuck," right? Because it was cool as fuck. They didn't have to make me question anything because no decision was so random or unfathomable but then you have a super duper leader going like i'm gonna do what leaders do and i'm not gonna make my fucking like like it would be like napoleon going out to battle and be like no 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 guys no fodder minions i'm gonna lead the <laughs> charge first. and i will die on the field because you're my boys Jeez. like he has no tie to these people there's right. no way this yeah. has to be their only mission they've ever done together because clearly they're from all over the earth, and that's why mm -hmm. it's such a weird thing. like, like in any sports team, okay, and especially like in esports, you'll get like these like random like dream teams of like oh we took the best guy in this role and the best guy in that role and like we're unstoppable. There's coordination problems. They're all like big egotistical maniacs who think they're the greatest and have differing opinions about what the right course of action is, and he was the only one. That they would defer to because there was a clear like military organization yeah, of how yeah, yeah. yeah how it would go and for him to sacrifice himself yeah. off the rip i'm like say murphy's character should have died like eons ago like that guy was being carried by the weight <laughs> of all their team or the, or the like the bleeding heart girl the rosie Byrne character cassie or whatever the fuck her name was where she was like we shouldn't kill him i'm like you're going to let the earth die because you can't kill a man <laughs> who wants to kill himself like, what kind of? She's probably not even vegan. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no moral <laughs> principles guiding that character. You know what I mean? She's just like, we shouldn't kill people. It's bad. I'm like, you're killing hundreds of millions or billions of people who are left. Like, what are you even talking about? It's like a very clear, obvious decision. There's no, I don't. It's characters like that, man. That I just, I can't not just start to question every motive of every action of the movie at that point.
I, I yeah, I just wish the movie was like Captain Kanita and Chris Evans, <laughs> like yeah. nobody else. Just yep. some something, some logic. It's 2057, and you can bring a nuke to the sun. Where's uh, my AI character? You have an AI character in Alien. A cool badass AI character. Alien is like 2100 though, so you gotta give it 50 years. 50 more years. (laughs) (laughs) And I also, I mean, just speaking of Alien, I love how they did the international thing where they're all from different countries, and it seemed to make just little to no sense. It was just like, meh. Random people, I don't know. It should have way, like, there could have been way cooler, just like minor little cultural details. Nope, they all spoke English no, as well. They all spoke English really well, almost accentless <laughs> English. And the food was like, you didn't even get to be interested by anything of the technology. That was one of my biggest gripes. It's a sci-fi movie, and they tried to make the sci-fi spoken instead of just show me it. Right. Like, one of my favorite parts about Hitchhiker's Guide, one of the coolest things to me, is that fucking device where you stick your head in, and it whatever you're thinking, it creates and so like oh you're hungry for a donut put your head in oh, poof donut. a donut comes out and i'm like that's such a cool use of like sci-fi tech like just imagination this was uh an imaginationless movie it was just devoid of imagination yeah. no pizzazz nothing negative just pizzazz no character. they tried to do it with the yeah. camera work and it just gave me fucking like i would if i had epilepsy i would have had a seizure <laughs> Period. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird for how much of a character drama this was. There was little to no character. Right. Mm-hmm. But, Biggest problem. I was like, like I get what you're going uh, for the angle. I'll, I'll give it a five out of ten. I won't give it the worst score. I'll give it a five. I'd give it like a three and a half or a four. I had a lot of complaints. I'll agree to five. Yeah, because I mean, it's not a good movie. I, it's really weird. It, it's hard to pinpoint just because there's so much going on. It's just so much nothing. Mm-hmm. there's nothing deeper it doesn't feel there's no it doesn't seem like there's a hidden message here you know some movies kind of lend themselves to that metaphorical interpretations but it's i don't know it's the sun i think, I think the I message is just that humans are shitty people all the time mm, there you go there you no go matter what. Take home. Yep. okay uh wayne did you pick your album mm, yeah we'll do the jazz one so the album's okay. gonna be uh yeah, we like it here by Snarky Puppy. Hold on, hold on. Jazz fusion, but uh, as Hunter would yeah. say, white people jazz. Okay, uh, we like it here. Yeah, by Snarky Puppy. And Sound the movie. What was the movie? Sound of Metal. My God, there's a fucking million people in this goddamn band. Yeah, bro. Once you play with Starkey okay. Puppy once, you're in Starkey Puppy forever. There's 19 people in this band. All right. Well, I'm sure. We'll oh wait, actually wait. Before, before I want to mention because the, okay. the, the album. Um. So the the thing that Starkey Puppy does is they do all of their uh all of their recordings are live recordings. Um. So they don't do like a studio thing. It's all live. And on YouTube, they have like videos of them doing like the so you could watch the video if you want to, but. Can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, uh you heard it folks. Our album's gonna be We Like It Here by Snarky Puppy and the movie's gonna be Sound of Metal. I'm Noah Davis, joined by John Pina and Lane Wellman. We're out of here. We'll see you next week.